Good morning. Our sermon today focuses on one of those classical texts in Scripture that help us discover what it means to be a Christian community. From Acts chapter 2, verses 42 to 47. And we're going to explore what it means for us to be a Christian community. Not sometime in the future or not how we used to be, but what it means to be a Christian community also now, but also in the future. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we pray for your Holy Spirit to pour down on us. Open up our our hearts and our minds to hear from you. Lord, help us to discover how we have been blessed by you, how much you love us, but also how you call us, not just to receive this love, but to share this love generously in our lives. And as part of that, what it means for us to be part of a Christian community. Lord, thank you for this opportunity to worship. May our reflection be pleasing to you. In Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. When you think of community, what do you think of? Take a few moments just to share with those in the room. What do you think of when you think of community? Here's some proverbs about being community that come from African communities. One of those is sticks in a bundle are unbreakable. Another one that's often said, and we've used this with our children's ministries, is it takes a village to raise a child. Another one is if you want to go quickly, go alone. But if you want to go far and survive, go together. And I love this last one. Cross the river in a crowd and the crocodile won't eat you. There's some proverbs from African society who value being part of a community. And I think they've got some good, good wisdom in those proverbs, haven't they? But here's some others as well. Some other thoughts about being community. Every one of us needs others. Think about our lives. We could never exist or live without others. And when I was reading this, I was thinking of being stranded on an island, how hard that could be, how much I would miss out on because I didn't have the blessings of others around me. But what about this? And this is this thought. Even though we are all different, spiritually and scientifically, we are all made for relationships. In other words, as human beings, we are wired to want to live in community. And we've probably seen a bit of that in these last few weeks, where people have struggled to live in physical isolation. Now, for some people, that's easy. But even for those who are most introverted, in the long term, that can be quite difficult. It can have dramatic negative effects on people's health, according to the scientists. So I encourage you to think about what does it mean to be part of a community. And today we're specifically looking at what it means for us to be part of a Christian community. Well, just after the gift of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, and then just after Peter's sermons, which sermon which we've been looking at for the last couple of weeks, where 3,000 people followed Jesus at the conclusion of that sermon, we see the very next thing happen is the people who are following Jesus met regularly together. They joined in being a community. They began 
not just to, to have a club, but they had some very specific things they were doing on a daily basis together with each other. From Acts chapter 2, verses 42 to 47, particularly verses 46 and 47 we hear, every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes, ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favour of all people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. I would have loved to be there at that first Christian church community gathering together. I reckon it would have been fantastic to be part of that group, exploring about this Jesus who loves us, but also getting to know others, who were, some of who were quite different to us, but getting to know them and seeing how they have discovered Jesus as well. You see, Christianity is not meant to be lived just individually. Yeah, they're sure there are things that we do as individuals, as Christians. There are things like reading the scriptures in our own time in private devotions, serving in the roles that we have and showing God's love through those roles. But if we only live part like that, that's only being part of a Christian. It's not being the full Christian that God has called us to be. You see, being a Christian is meant to be lived with others, to live in relationship with others, to encourage each other. And we see this throughout, particularly the New Testament, but there's also a hint of it in the Old Testament where we see God is at work through communities of people, through groups of people. For a start, when Jesus came down to earth, when he began his ministries, one of the first things he did was start to gather his disciples, a group of men, a group of people to support him. And he had other followers who supported him as well men and women. And then we see where the disciples sometime later were getting a bit too busy and they needed help. So they had another community of deacons, people who had faith in God, who were listening to God and serving in God's name. And then as the early church developed, we see in 1 Corinthians 12, Paul instructing the church to remember that we are the body of Christ. Christ is the head, so Christ is the most important. But each of us play a part. Each of us are called to be part of this body and are significant. And a little oddly for you, I don't know if you realise this, but many or most of the yous in the New Testament are not you singly, but they're addressed to you as a group. Like in, in, in our English words, we always say you, whether it be singular or plural, but if you want to have bad grammar, what many of the yous are supposed to be, they're supposed to be yous, all yous people. And so God has this way of working, and it's working not as an individual, but within community, in groups of people. And that's important for all of us to think about. What does it mean to be part of God's church, God's community? And so let's have a look at Acts chapter 2, verses 42 to 47. And one of the first things that hit us is that there are four foundational elements in being a Christian community. This is how it starts. It says, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship with each other, to eating together, and that could have been communion, as we know it, or it could have been socially, and both are possible, and both are highly probable. 
and to prayer. And then when we go a few verses later, we see this wasn't just once every now and again. It wasn't just at special times, but it happened daily. Let's have a look at this focus on devotion. The Greek word for devotion means committed to, continue, persevere, stick to, persist. Be focused on is another way to think about it. These were people who had been impacted by the Holy Spirit, by what they've seen the Holy Spirit had done, and been impacted by Peter's sermon where he called them to repent and trust and believe in Jesus, as we spoke about last week. The Holy Spirit had been at work in their lives, and so now they had become devoted, devoted to being God's community on earth. Randy Frazi puts it this way in his book, the Connecting Church. The experience of authentic community is one of the purposes God intends to be fulfilled by the church. The writings of Scripture lead one to conclude that God intends the church, His community, not to be more one more bolt in the wheel of activity in our lives, but the very hub at the centre of our lives. That's how Randy Frazee sees being devoted. That church life good, proper, healthy church life that comes from Scripture is not just one more thing we tack on or one thing we do as an option or one thing we do to fit in with our busy lives. But in fact, good, healthy church life is something we do because it's the centre of our life. It's the, the very essential component of our life. Imagine a car wheel without a hub. It couldn't turn. And so a question for each of us to reflect on, and I'd suggest reflect on this daily, is this. Reflect on, and I'd suggest reflect on this daily, is this. Am I devoted to being part of God's church by listening to the apostles' teaching, by fellowshipping with others, by breaking of bread, and that means sharing communion and having meals with other Christians, and by praying? And when we talk about the apostles' teaching, we're not just talking about some ideas that come from the apostles. We're talking about the teaching the apostles have received from Jesus that they are passing on to other believers. And so I, I ask you and I encourage you to reflect on this question. Am I devoted to being part of God's church by listening to the apostles' teaching? In other words, learning about Jesus, to having fellowship with others, to breaking of bread, sharing communion and sharing meals with others and by spending time in prayer. And if not, do what Peter called us to do in last week's sermon, the sermon we heard last week, where he called us to repent, to trust Jesus and let's seek the Holy Spirit's help. You see, doing these things requires the Holy Spirit to be at work in our lives. You notice that's what happened to those early Christians. And I pray that's what happens to you, that your relationship with God is one where God is encouraging you to do these things, to spend time continually learning from Him, to spend time with other believers, to spend time breaking the bread and, and to spend time praying. These foundational elements in being a Christian are important for us. 
They're important because they help us be shaped by Jesus. In other words, help us to be shaped by God. By us listening to the apostles' teaching, we're learning from Jesus. And secondly, not only do they help us be shaped by Jesus, they help us to reflect God's welcoming nature to others, to be people who show God's love in the world. The reality is, these four foundational things were effective for the early church. And they're also effective for many churches since. And they're effective because Jesus said they would be. In John chapter 13, verses 34 to 35, we hear this. A new command I give to you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, everyone will know you are my disciples if you love one another. The reality is, there are many people in the world who have the wrong perception of God. And I actually find it quite interesting that from time to time, I come across people who say, I don't really like Christians, but I don't mind you. And I kind of look a bit shocked because often they know I'm a pastor. And I suspect one of the things that's going on is they've had a bad experience with some other Christians or they've seen some other Christians say some things that weren't loving, but they've had a, a reasonable or good experience with me. And I pray that's the case for the people in your life as well. Now we know that not only did Jesus say this, but if we look at history, we see that people living in community, showing love to each other and encouraging each other, just as Galatians taught, called us to do, just as the book of Hebrews called us to do, encouraging each other, had an effect on outsiders. Justin Martyr was a convert to Christianity. And he eventually became a Greek-speaking Christian apologist. Listen to his experience and how his experience of Christian community had an effect on him. We who used to value the acquisition of our we who used to value the acquisition of wealth and possessions more than anything else now bring what we have into a common fund and share it with anyone who needs it. We used to hate and destroy one another and refuse to associate with people of any other race or country. Now because of Christ, we live together with such people and we pray for our enemies. Being part of God's community is the way that God is at work helping us, helping us grow in our relationship with him, but also helping us grow in our relationship with each other and helping us be his disciples in this world who dearly need his love and grace. So what does it mean to live as resurrected people now? People who have their lives dependent on Jesus, the one who rose from the dead. Well, I encourage you to think about this. I encourage you to think about as what does it mean for you to have a focus on being church, the ascent? What does it mean for you to have a focus that the church is the essential hub for your life, particularly those four key things that we've spoken about. Listening to the apostles' teaching, having fellowship with each other, 
sharing meals with each other and praying with each other. We do many things in church, don't we? But if we do those four things and nothing else, we are doing something that's healthy and will help you and others in the church, but also help the wider community. The second thing is, let's gather together regularly with other Christians in worship, in small groups, but also in groups of twos or threes. Now, one of the things that I've heard is during this time, we've had people ringing each other up, just checking on how they're going, asking them how they've enjoyed or how they've viewed the worship service and what they've got out of it. And they've been praying for each other over the phone. That's a way that we can gather right now, even though we've been told to physically isolate. Thirdly, take the time to listen to God's word with a teachable spirit. When you come to church, when you open the Bible, when you participate in Bible studies, I'd encourage you to come with that attitude that God's going to say something to, to you today. Don't just come for a routine, but come with an attitude that, what is God saying to me today? Just ask that one question and keep asking that one question as you participate in worship, as you read the scriptures, as you have, dev have devotions. Because we all need to have a teachable spirit, a spirit that's opening to listening to the apostles' teaching, to the teaching of Jesus. Fourthly, allow the words of Jesus to shape who you are and how you understand church community. As a pastor, I've come across many different ideas of what people believe church should be. And I'm sure you, you have told me some of those ideas. And some of them are good ideas. But some of them are for a particular context or a particular time. You see, the church is not a particular style of music. The church is God's people coming together to receive from God be blessed by God and to share God in the world. And the interesting fact is that when the Reformation happened, there was a lot of discussion on how necessary some of our rituals, some of our styles were needed. I'd encourage you to read the Augsburg Confession if you're interested in that. But what, what, I, what we discover, both in the Augsburg Confession and Luther's work, is that, yes, some of our traditions are helpful, but they're not essential. And in fact, sometimes those who have been essential in the past are no longer helpful. And one of the things that was said, it wasn't necessary for us to all be doing church the same, although it could be helpful. But this is allowing, this is allowing Jesus to shape who we are and how we understand church community. And next, be devoted to the fellowship of others. Be, spend time with other Christians. Get to know them. It doesn't have to be an intellectual time. It could be a simple time of having a meal together and, or bringing them up, having a coffee together. Heard recently of a couple of people in another denomination decide to have a meal together over Zoom. So they both ordered from the same takeaway. They both sat down at the same time and turned on their computers and talk to each other as they ate, just as they would. And it's amazing how much discussion they had. Maybe you can think of a way that you can communicate with somebody, that you can have fellowship with others. And lastly, and this is 
quite essential. We need to be people who are constantly relying on the Holy Spirit, God's Spirit to live with us. We need to be people who understand that when we are struggling as Christians, it's not about just doing more stuff, but it's about spending time and recommitting ourselves to God and allowing God to be the one who guides us and to fall in love with God and what he has for us. And that's why those early groups prayed. Because it was a sign that they were trusting God, that were relying on God. I pray that you continue to grow as a Christian, not just by yourself, but with others. I pray that as you do, God blesses you in many ways. Go in his peace and go with his love. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the wonderful gift of Christian community. We thank you for what it does for us, how it helps us, and how we can contribute. We thank you that you are using groups of people like me and you, like people today who are watching this, to bless others in your name. Heavenly Father, continue to encourage us. Continue to help us not be distracted by things that lead us away from community, but rather embrace what you call good, healthy community. In Jesus Christ we pray. Amen.